0: The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything
1: Enough to to let me off the chain, so to speak. Um,
2: can, can I make a suggestion? So, yes, please. You know, since I'm, I'm speaking for the ladies, can you just start with the love song first? <laughs> <laughs> why do why do love songs, you know, do what they do?
1: Okay, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. I wanna I wanna start very basic first um, and kind of develop. And a lot of things will unfold for the listeners without me even saying, once they get a basic understanding um, of the nature of music and as it relates to creation and, you know, our ongoing topic about energy, this is a very relevant aspect of that yet again. Um, Because the primordial and creational forces are all vibration, basically. Um, They are the energy Which is a form of vibration Encoded So when you hear vibrations You're basically hearing Different frequencies Different levels of frequencies Which is a back and forth We've already discussed The nature of positive and negative And trying to find balance Is that back and forth Between positive and negative So what a frequency is Is how long it takes To travel back and forth Okay So So Let's first talk about sound and frequency and how it relates to our overall perception, okay? Um, if you're tuned in, uh, I'd like for you to please observe the Facebook page. There are several pictures that I uh, posted that have the musical notes as they are attached to Roy G. Biv: red, orange, yellow, green, indigo, violet, Okay? Each color corresponds to a musical note in an octave, okay? Uh, The octave basically starts at middle C or C, then goes to D, E, F, G, A, B, and then starts over. Now, light basically synthesizes into sound, vibration, and all the elements. The reason that we see color is due to the frequency of vibration of different objects. The reason we see color, the, the reason that we're able to perceive any color is due to a frequency of vibration. Yes.
2: Okay, you said light.
1: synthesizes.
2: synthesizes into
1: vibration vibration, mm-hmm. vibration wave frequencies. And see, the, the the thing about light, um, it transcends space-time. What we perceive is based on time and space, only relevant because light exists. So just like the Earth spins and that's 24 hours, that's still due to the fact that we have light rays reflecting and sun. All right? That gets kind of complicated, but we can keep it simple for right now. When you look at objects, it is basically a illusion that that object is sitting still everything vibrates when something has absolutely no motion that's called zero point the scientific term zero point means that there is no vibration and if i'm not mistaken i believe that the uh the temperature of zero point is minus 300-some-odd degrees Celsius, so it's extremely cold. Um, but that's what happens when something has absolutely no movement. There's no electrons moving inside of an object, therefore there's no friction, no temperature. Okay, But that's called zero point. So everything moves. Everything that is in our reality that we see, especially here on Earth, is in constant motion. It's constantly transferring electrons, it's constantly vibrating and resonating. So when you see different colors, these colors represent different levels of that vibration. In our visible color spectrum, it starts with red. So on the chart where it's it's Roy G biv. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, the lowest vibrating is red and progressively increases depending upon the color thereafter. So, orange would be faster moving than red, yellow would be faster moving than orange, green, faster than yellow, blue faster than green. And indigo is a bit of a quandary. Um, We'll talk about indigo later. But violet is the fastest moving in our visible spectrum. Individuals, however, that have increased perception, increased perceptive capabilities can see beyond purple. And this is a very rare thing, but as me and Tammy have discussed some nights there There's ways of doing this And I'm kind of helping to condition her So that she can learn to do some of this stuff And pass it on But most of it is based upon Our own relative perception You can change your perception By changing your vibration Your own personal vibration What levels that you actually operate In and out of On the daily So Back to this whole thing about uh, light synthesizing into vibrations and colors and things like that. Light also manifests itself into objects in such a way where it creates the elements, okay? So all elements also have a resonating nature. All, All your basic elements on the periodic table resonate at different vibrations. And when you look at objects, uh, especially in nature, when you look at objects, you see that they resonate a particular color. They are abundant with whatever frequency as the color that they are emitting. When we get into music, we can already now see that because these vibrations make up everything in our existence, how important that an art based on the perception of vibrations can be very detrimental or uh, very beneficial to our well-being. As we are made up of vibrations and we sense vibrations in multiple layers in different ways and beyond just hearing, like I said, we're seeing these frequencies in the form of the rainbow colors, Roy G. Biv. So also to perceive these, these vibrations in our hearing, and other sensations makes a difference. Anybody want to jump in at, at, at the moment, at present?
2: I just want to tell people to, to, to stay with you here because I know it may sound, because even for me it sounds like, whoa, but think about when you're listening to the radio or to a certain song, how based on how it, it can change, it does, not can, it does change your, your mode, and if we would but just, Sit, think, and listen, um, and pay attention to what happens when we're listening to the radio, um, depending on what song, what type of song. And, and for me, as you were explaining the colors, I went back, and I know not everybody is able to see the, the event page if they don't have Facebook, but I'm assuming when you say, for instance, if we're talking about the orange scale, mm-hmm. Or color, then you are. What you're saying you're is in D. you're in D. So though that that music uh, that's playing in, under this ladder has a certain type of vibration that it sends out. That at.
1: particular resonance correlates directly to okay. the second layer of our visible spectrum, which is uh, orange. Like I said, the the red would be our first first layer, the very base layer. You can divide our visible spectrum into six or seven layers, depending upon if you include indigo. And the reason that I was hesitant to include indigo is because indigo is really not a particular um, energy center. It's more of an offshoot because it's really not even one of the, the primary or secondary colors. It kind of lies in between and is a blue-violet color. So it's not, it's not a direct signal, but the frequency of indigo is what is important, which is why it is included sometimes.
2: Well, do you know what, Just um, say rap, the rap music, because we've, we've heard a lot of um, negativity about certain types of rap. Do you know if there's a certain based on the scale if there's a no certain... we're gonna
1: we're gonna get, get into it you're gonna get into it yeah, yeah. Okay. no I'm 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 okay. starting out so that a lot of a lot of this can be very well understood once we get to okay. it okay
3: okay um
1: now when it comes to frequencies um I want everybody to really understand how much we are under the effect of frequencies on the daily. Now, we talk a lot about nature in our past shows and about how much we've come away from nature and been put into other systems that basically degrade our well-being. So we're constantly under attack by a system that wants to deprave us from our natural selves and put us into other states. Mm-hmm. The natural resonance coming from the earth is 78 Three cycles per second. Seven point eight three hertz is the vibrational frequency that is actually coming from the Earth, and this is what's called ELF frequencies, extremely low frequencies.
2: EL. ELF,
1: like like an elf.
2: Okay.
1: Extremely low frequencies are those frequencies that operate at a very, very low cycle per second. So in one second, this will have moved 7.8 times in one second. As you go further up the scale of our visibility, these things gain higher and higher levels of rotation or cycles per second. And our visible spectrum is somewhere between 10 and 20,000 cycles per second. So, on average, the devices and things that we come in contact with on a daily that have electricity like this iPad or your cell phone, all of these things have multiples of tens of thousands of cycles per second. Mm. So they're taking us very, very far beyond our connection to the earth. So when when you say, you know, you go to Shelby Farms, when you get out in nature, you take your shoes off and all those kinds of things, you're connecting with 7.83 cycles per second, which genuinely is where your health basically resides. Everything other than that is extra. Everything other than that
2: so the iPad, the cell phones. And
1: all, all, all all electronic devices, nature. Wi-Fi, everything else that we're exposed to have their own rate of cycles per second.
2: That's pulling from you.
1: Right, it's, it's and It's causing your body to vibrate unnaturally at these same high frequencies because these waves are traveling through you.
2: And, and you know what's, what's ironic? You know, Stella just came back from the Ozark, mm-hmm. I think, and she said, told us today that she felt, so much better because they actually, they literally did not. Well, they did, but it wasn't that great. The the uh, the, uh, the phone service there mm-hmm. wasn't that great. And so, kind of like when we were in Mexico, mm-hmm. I mean, I dreaded turning my cell phone back on when it when we could turn them back on because right. there was such a sense of, of peace and freedom and just clarity. There was such a sense of clarity when I disconnected. And see,
1: our our brains operate on these same frequencies. So when you have these other foreign alien frequencies interrupting the signal patterns that operate our brain, there's no way that you can think properly. There's no way that you can live a healthy lifestyle with the bombardment that we're faced with with all of these frequencies. And this is something that, you know, we take for granted as far as being exposed to this every day because we know nothing about it. We have no general understanding of how these things affect us, how the world is made, how how things are made and how where we come from. So understanding this yet again is another another way of helping one to defend themselves and defend their health from an onslaught of things that are just unnatural and foreign to the body.
2: And there's so much. There's Instagram, there's Twitter, there's what else? To, Snapchat.
1: To keep people involved and, and and see that's another thing. Once you get on this hyper this hyper State of resonance, you have to constantly have the stimulation. Mm-hmm. So these things have these things have stimulated us to a degree that we have to we start to crave the distractions. So we're we're busy bodies because the frequencies have made us busy bodies, and then we can't sit still. We've been you know constantly bombarded over such a long period of time that there's nothing that satisfies that other than constantly doing this, doing this, doing this. So. When they talk about people having ADD or ADHD, it's been imposed upon us by all the devices, all of these things that, that surround us. They think that they can offer a cure for it. No. Okay, so <laughs> let
2: me add to this. How soon um, would you expose your child if you had child to iPads and things like that? At what age would you? I, I don't have
1: children for a lot of reasons, Um Those are very tough decisions to have to make in the type of world that we live in. Um, So there's a lot of reasons that I have not yet had kids. But if I were to advise, um, I think that we should take a big, strong look back at history and observe just basically from from a generational standpoint, observe those individuals that live to be 96. That live to be 110.
2: Mm-hmm. Now people can't even hardly make it to 50. I mean, I autism, but the um, what's what's the name where they lose uh alcohol? um uh, uh
1: yeah Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, you take a look at just just this the the changes that have happened between just a couple of generations, and that how now people can hardly make it to 50 years of age, whereas a generation before, they were living to be, you know, those people are living to be 96, 99, 100, 105. Those times seem to be gone. And why? Because of the tech boom. The tech boom is one reason, but also because of our health has been changed, because of um, the genetically modified foods, the pesticides, the the technological breakthrough in different chemicals. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, all of these things we have to look at. We really have to examine these things and not take any of them for granted if we want to live a healthy life, if we want to really want to seek answers to, to problems that we have. We can't leave stones unturned, and unfortunately that's what we do a lot of the time, mm-hmm. by just not, just not paying attention. Mm-hmm. These are things that anybody can research or anybody can observe, and this is truth, Okay. So no matter what happens, if there's another deluge, if the world is once again flooded, (laughs) if there's another Noah's Ark, Mm -hmm. the true elements of our reality will be retained in nature because that's where we come from, and those things are eternal. So everything else gets wiped out. No more, sorry, no more uh, Instagram. Sorry, no more borders, no more United States, no more Mexico, no more any of these things, just land, sea, air, nature, the forest, surviving animals and the surviving humans, the truth is still present. The earth is still vibrating at 7.83 hertz. The visible spectrum of the rainbow is still visible when it hits a prism. So the truth will always, always outlast any artificial system. Somebody just commented right there.
2: Oh, I think it's um, uh, there on the page. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. I, I didn't it know if there was the going to be a question or not. Okay, so um, this gives a little bit of a basic understanding, just very basic, of the creational principle of light, how it affects matter, which we are matter ourselves, and pretty much everything that we perceive is matter, and basically how it relates to the vibrational frequencies, okay, in our perception. So talk, talk now about the differences between low and high frequencies, okay? Your base frequencies, um, being red, orange, yellow, these frequencies govern the, the very basic of our being. And our basic being is that of the animalistic nature, that is of our reptilian brain. So if you want to look at it from a level of consciousness, reptiles operate between the red, orange, and maybe low, low end of the yellow spectrum of the band as far as their, their overall uh, perception and also their, their overall uh, vibratory frequencies. the the capacities for their brain to receive and understand information. So they're on the very low end of the spectrum here. Well, we as humans, we contain all of these. This is our bandwidth. We contain all of these, these spectrums in our development. Okay? So we have a reptilian brain. We talked about that. Our reptilian brain basically is all of our involuntary functions, everything that we have, our heartbeat, um, you know, our basic digestive system, everything that that governs itself basically is operating here on this, this low bandwidth of frequency, okay? Now, as you progress in the scale of frequency, you also progress in that particular region or area of the brain. So once you get in here, you get more to the frontal lobe and cerebral cortex, the areas of, the human brain that differentiate between most other animals. You get into the, the frontal lobe here rather than back here at the medulla oblongata and the lower, the lower base part of the brain. Okay? So what's reflected in your brain is also reflected in your spine. Your tailbone of your spine corresponds down here to the red area. Okay? The higher up your spine you go, all the way up into the skull, and the back of the head goes into the purple. All right? So as this spectrum relates to the human body, you can start if you wanted to, to take a human in profile and look at the, the spinal column and the skull and the 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 other skeletal system, the legs and whatnot, you can base the red color at the tailbone of the spine and go up. And correlating to these colors are different energy centers, and that is what our chakras are. Our chakras are merely just energy centers that that absorb light that absorb light energy
2: okay and so now, for those people who you mentioned chakra
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that and I want to tell people how I first learned about chakra, and I found it correctly chakra, yes. chakra. and if you've not if you've not ever heard of this word or researched it, please, please do so. But let me share the story if you don't B-H-A-K-R-S. mind. How, it, mm-hmm. how I first learned about this. We were, we were, Brandon, Stella, and I were coming back from a, an event that we did um, February, this this February, for a Black History event. And so we were having a conversation, and Brandon says to me, Mama, I told Stella that her chakra was blocked. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, What? Chakra was blocked. And so they had this conversation as if, and Stella being the person she is, she, she you know, she sat and listened, and he explained to her what he meant by that. And so from there, this led to my coming home, doing some research, sharing it with a friend of mine who also did some research. We found out more about Chakra, how, how we related to Chakra, and, and possibly thought we're probably blocked, too to the point where my friend did, she went beyond, like she's actually um, taking, I wish I could remember the name of of what this is called, but she's actually going um, to some type of service where they, it's kind of like counseling, but it's on a higher level of counseling, um, trying to figure out where all this started. You know, kind of like we all need to go back and reassess and figure out where what happened to us in our lives that really stopped us from truly living. Mm-hmm. That that kind of way. Mm-hmm. But just I just wanted to say that we actually laughed about it. I was like, I can imagine, you know, my husband or boyfriend saying to me your chakra is blocked. My response, <laughs> What the? Like, like, what like you're talking about. But Sella, Oh baby, yeah. Oh, what is that? And so look it up. Spell it again. C H A K R A. And there's like a test that you can take online that kinda of tells you where you are in this, what's going on. Very, very informative, so I wanted to
1: share that with you all. All of this is considered to be uh, sacred science or higher sciences. Um, <laughs> of course, it doesn't do the pharmaceutical industry any good mm-hmm. for, for people to, to know anything about this kind of thing, so if you're looking for a whole lot of references that are going to be in the book to validate what I'm saying, you're going to have a hard time. Um, like I said, the truth is in nature, and it's observable, and it is immortal and lasting. Um, <clears throat> but I'd like to continue on um, with the chakra system and how it relates to vibrational energy and light. You can also consider to be your, um, your balance point at the very center of the spectrum. So once you hit the yellow yellow-green area in the middle of the spectrum, that is basically your core and the center of your body that corresponds to those same colors. So your solar plex, solar plex, there's a reason they call it solar plex. Remember what I just said. The color yellow corresponds right there to your center of balance. So you have a sun basically in your your center of balance. That's why they call it solar plex. The very middle of your body corresponds to the color yellow. Okay, on our last show, we ended talking about how the heart is magnetic, and the brain is electric.
3: Um,
1: once you get to the heart uh, spectrum, the heart is green. Now I shared with Tammy privately that when you observe nature, one of the most abundant colors in nature to signify life is green. When you look at all the forests that we have on earth, when you look at all the, the kelp and seaweed in the sea, when you look at all the grass, most everything in nature in a healthy environment is abundant with green. And that green corresponds with our hearts. Okay? So above the heart, you have the blue chakras. And blue corresponds with our, our vocal capacities then just above that, you get into indigo, which some people have correlated to the third eye, and at the very crown of the head, you have purple, so your highest, highest vibrating frequencies are at the, the crown or top of your skull, because your spine your spine actually stops at your tailbone. It doesn't really,
2: your, your nervous
1: system spreads out from your spine to go into your legs and into your feet. Which is why if people have back injuries they lose the, the feeling in their leg because those nerves are then cut off. But the the lowest part of your body all the way up to your tailbone is signified by the red, the highest signified by the purple. Okay. So <clears throat> as I had described the lower the lower of uh, vibrational colors, red, and the, the lower frequencies correspond to our reptilian body, that's also responsible for our, uh, our sexual nature. So all of that takes place in this region, the, the lowest part of our, our um, tailbone and spinal cord and all of that stuff, all right? So that responds directly to our sexual nature, our desire to, to eat, all of the, the basic most basic functions, Okay. So let's get into now talking about how we're affected by tones of music. So in music, when you have strong heart beats, drum beats, the, the the heavy bass, things stimulate our root level, our lower chakra.
3: Really?
1: Those beats, those strong beats stimulate us on this level, the animalistic side of us.
3: Hmm.
1: Already starting to make sense, isn't it? Hmm. So when you get more and more higher in, in uh, frequency, you start getting into piano and classical music, that starts to stimulate here, the cortex, our human capacity, what makes us human, problem-solving. All of those areas are stimulated here.
2: So where are the um, and for you all who are who have the the availability to go onto Facebook and go to the event page? I just posted something out there about chakra, and if you click on that link, you'll able you'll be able to see there are different uh, colors based on kind of what well, it's not kind of it's what Tori has been talking about um, all along as far as the colors. Uh, the, they I guess, cor- the they area. correlate very
1: very. They correlate directly with. ROY G Biv, which is our color spectrum. Once you break light down into viewable spectrum, you get ROY G Biv.
2: Right. I was going to ask you. Um, there's this uh, YouTube video that I listen to from time to time, and I've actually shared this as well. And Brandon actually turned me on to this, but it's called "Silencing the Mind," and it's a meditation um, video. And what they usually play is like. You hear like a a ding, like a bell
3: mm-hmm. ringing.
2: So mm-hmm. where would that vibration?
3: Higher. I we'll figured be here. that. Okay,
2: mm-hmm. because it takes you into this deep, deep trance. It's almost as if I mean you wake up like you have really been gone for quite a while.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. So I'll sh- I may share that with you guys as well for those of you who are really wanting to just figure out this this whole thing. So mm-hmm.
1: please do. Um. So just by this basic understanding that I just gave about how um, the hard, heavy beats stimulate us on the low level and then the, uh, you know, the dings and the the different, the higher frequency sounds affect us on the higher level. Then that kind of lets you know when you're listening to music, what's being stimulated in your body, what functions, what bodily functions are being stimulated in you and also what, Functions are now stimulating your mind itself, okay? So let's just observe uh, some of the basic music types that people listen to with regards to classical, jazz, rock, blues, country, rap, hip-hop, pop. So you have all of these different music types, and they all seem to have different focuses as far as the, the overall beats that are being played, the overall beats per minute that are that are in these songs and different things like that, okay? So that in itself lets you know that the particular genre or type of music that you're listening to is going to stimulate your body or stimulate your mind in a different way, even on a subconscious level. Does
2: it have the same effect for your babies? Yes, yes, yes. So for,
1: even have, more so for babies because so babies. babies babies have been exposed to the vibrational even before they're born. Okay. Vibrations affect babies even before they're born. So their, their experience of uh, vibration and whatnot is more developed than, you know, that of most adults uh, knowledgeably. Mm-hmm. It's subconscious in them, but it's still more part of their being when they're mm-hmm. born. Than not.
2: So the classical jazz, which which would have more, um, which would which one of these like would have jazz, been?
1: jazz, jazz would um would stimulate your your higher your higher areas okay. uh, because it has a, a random nature to it also, and it has a lot of you know the the uh, symbols and different different sounds that stimulate a, a higher frequency.
3: Okay. okay.
2: Rodney, you there?
1: Jump in! I said I wasn't gonna ask questions, but it's—it's it's like you,
4: you can't. You have to. No, it's
1: fine, Rodney. I guess he's not
4: there. Mm-hmm. Can you guys hear me? I
3: can hear you now. All right. Uh,
4: well, I was waiting for, for for an opportunity to jump in. I was just sitting here coming up with all my questions. Uh, but while we're on the current topic, um. When it comes to jazz, um, a lot of jazz is, like, like jazz is, you know, it's just soothing and everything. But what happens, like, when I'm, listening to, right, jazz, right, I'm
3: listening to jazz,
4: um, sometimes I hear um, a rap song that has been converted into jazz or an r and B song that has been converted
1: into jazz. Does that change at all
3: what you're saying about the frequencies or the emotions that come with it? Does that make it
1: change at all, or does it remain the same? From a a lyrical perspective, it does. The energy changes due to the perception of the lyrics. Um, If they're using the same, see, this is the problem with a lot of uh, that kind of music. They've hijacked other music and then incorporated it with, new lyrics and things like that that are you know, part of the detrimental aspect of things, and we're going to get more into that. But from the, the standpoint of the music itself, um, if, they had, if it was done by another artist, you might also notice that they may change the, the basic resonance of the beats themselves. They may change the, the resonance of the beats typically to be a little bit more bassful and a little bit lower, which, as we talked about, that stimulates the lower chakra. So just as an example, when you hear um, the war drums, you know how they have the war drums on the, on the uh, the boats and things like that, or when they're going to battle, they play the they play the drums because that low beat, that low frequency, stimulates your your anger. It makes you ready to fight. It does everything on the base level of consciousness. That's why they 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 hit the drums. Doom, doom. Doom, doom, doom. You know, when on uh, some of those old biblical movies where they're uh, like Ben Hur, where they're rowing the boat, it's stimulating that aggressive nature to to pull that energy out, to pull out that that animalistic, rough energy. So the base low frequencies stimulate the animal nature of us and the anger and the <laughs> all of those things.
3: Got you. Okay. Okay
4: yeah when you guys were when you guys were talking about um, um early about the about the um about music and the musicians, um I wanted to ask um when you were saying that they you know once they get started and they get this particular pattern going or um. Like, they feel like they just can't get enough.
3: Is there any relationship to that?
4: And while so many of them turn
3: uh,
4: to alcoholism or or drugs or commit suicide, is that what drives some musicians to, to, to doing those things?
1: Um, I think there's a whole lot of stress that comes along with it beyond that. Um, I think in terms of uh, you have to include and incorporate the stresses that come along with fame, and, um, you know, there's several other factors that contribute to it. But I think just on a base level, um, I don't think necessarily that the music is affecting them the same way as it is affecting those that are perceiving it because they themselves are conscious of what they're doing. So consciousness also plays a, a huge factor in your ability to protect yourself, which, like I'm saying to you, in understanding these things, to reformat your mind to know when it's being attacked. Okay. So, but as a musician, yeah, I don't, I don't think that they're affected the exact same way as the listener.
2: Do you think that they are, based on what Rodney just said? Like, do you? How many do you think are really conscious though? Because I never would have thought about that question, but looking out at the industry. And seeing what we get, like mm-hmm. what, how how an artist starts out, and then it's all almost like, what happened to you? So how many of you, do you think define, that they're really that. What, do you,
1: what do you mean, like what happened to you?
2: Like they, like you. Well, maybe we have the, the maybe we, our perception of them is wrong in the beginning. But let's take um, take Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Or let's take some of the young people who start out, you know, with this. And I understand fame and money and all that, but just, again, based on what Rodney just asked and your answer to that, that you think a lot of them are conscious.
1: Oh, you mean, you mean in regards to them um, becoming troubled and all yes. these other things? Yes. Well, that, that, in my honest opinion and research, has very little to do with this. That's more of an industry thing um, that we can, we can get into that later, but that's more of an uh, a industry issue. That's more of the politics of the industry that causes that.
2: So, but but do you think that they are conscious of of all of this stuff like the yes. actual? So that's. If I believe that's that they are because um okay.
1: they they've been dictated to um, to perform a lot of things and it's only so so much that you can do to tell somebody before they start to catch on to what's being told for them to do and to produce and all that kind of thing. And what? Gives or that up? they have to be let in. To a degree about what they're doing enough That they do it okay. So they're very much aware of this Okay. Um, and depending upon who that person is It can start to eat at their consciousness Once they realize What it is that they're doing And being told to do and manipulated to do And that leads to depression and several other things Because they're, they're fighting themselves in a lot of ways okay. They know that they're a puppet Okay. okay. But um, <clears throat> I'd like to start uh, Talking a little bit now about now, since we've kind of defined the, the vibrational frequencies and how that relates to our visual perspective and uh, overall how we feel about things and, and how the spectrum dictates certain activities and thoughts and parts of our brains and bodies, I'd like to now start uh, to talk a little bit about mind control because mind control and memory all work on these same resonant frequencies. We had talked about um, the left and right hemispheres of the brain and how they're responsible for different functions in the body. So, of course, this only correlates to now getting into the left and right hemispheres of the brain with regards to vibration of music. When you hear something out of the left ear versus the right or you hear something out of the right ear versus the left, these things also stimulate functions in the brain. There's something called binaural beats, okay? Binaural beats, which basically serve to stimulate both the left and right hemispheres of the brain and get them in a congruent, working, flowing nature so that they're not off balance. So binaural beats are basically inserting one sound or one particular beat into one ear. In a whole other frequency or beat into the other, and therefore causing both hemispheres of your brain to function and streamline and work together to help with the off balance that we, we talk about a lot about how everybody is predominantly left brain mm-hmm. as a condition of the nature of our, our waking state. Mm-hmm. Binaural beats help to actually change that. Okay, But now when it comes to... Uh, suggestion and brainwashing and things like that, they first want to put the body and the mind at a particular state. And the best state for brainwashing individuals is at that low state, the reptilian brain state.
3: Animal. The the
1: animalistic state, state, because that is the most suggestible, because it is based upon habit. There's very little thought that goes into that state of consciousness. Can you
2: give us an example of a song? Um that you can think of? Of a song that that has those We're gonna
1: get to that. Okay. <laughs> no, we're oh, gonna get man. to it. I just wanna tell you how it works first. Okay. Because like I said, I want once once people know how this works, they'll already know. They'll already, you know, be ready to, to hear and be like, Well, of course, because they understand how it question. works. So Yes sir. Hey
2: Rodney Um We can barely, yep. we can barely hear you. You go, you're going in and out and I'm not sure track Can you hear me? Can you hear me now?
1: Can you... Barely. Barely. Can you hear
4: me? It's
2: something, every now and then we can hear you really good. It's almost like you're, it's, it's maybe, I don't know, but we can barely hear you.
4: Can you hear me better now? Yeah, a little better. I'm not sure what it is. I'm in the same spot. Uh, I was getting feedback when I had it on speaker. So I'm talking on speaker.
2: Okay, that's that's better. I turned it up a little bit on this end too, so that's a lot better.
4: Gotcha. Um, so when when you talk about the 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 brainwashing, the brainwashing state, and and I'm just going to put this out here, there's a lot that goes on in 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 churches that I think is brainwashing. Say it again. There, there's a lot that goes on in churches That mm-hmm. I think Is more so brainwashing Than anything else
0: Oh no I
1: promise you we're going to get to that too I got a whole list of things that basically <laughs> Defines brainwashing And I promise you like I said you're going to be able to make Your own assumptions based on How this all works that you'll know you won't, there, There's no question I promise okay. you I'm going to get to it
4: Alright okay.
1: <laughs> So so when you get – um, basically you, you, you create a stimulus that, that draws the attention out of the subject, like say, for example, uh, a kid sitting down watching TV or a person uh, listening to the radio or whatever, driving to work or whatever. You want to put them at a state of attention, but not necessarily their, their conscious mind, the, the part of their brain that makes them human. You're not tr- trying to get the attention of that part of them. You're trying to get the lower animalistic part of their their attention span. What's wrong? You
2: just made me think about a whole lot of stuff. That's no, this, that's what
1: this is for. I mean, <laughs> this is to wake
3: people
2: up. Okay. So you
1: want to you want to seize the attention of that person's animalistic state, and by doing so, you can program that person's animalistic state unconsciously of that individual. So their conscious mind is not really aware of the programming that's going on. So they start to, with with marketing, this is very, very important. And our industry for for music is just a big marketing scheme, and we're going to talk more about that too. But what you first do is you put the brain at a hyper state of awareness, okay? This state of awareness is brought on by various frequencies. And like I said, frequency doesn't necessarily have to be what you hear. It can also be perceived visually. So flashes that focus on a counter, like, for example, something flashing blue and something flashing red, which used to be the old police lights. They used to flash blue and red. Why do you think they stopped? Because they were putting people into seizures. That You're basically taking opposites of the spectrum. When I showed you the color wheel, Mm -hmm. you have one complementary color here and one complementary color here. That affects your brain because it's basically it's opposites. Your brain works in opposites, so that's the right hemisphere of your brain. So when you start stimulating Mm -hmm. one hemisphere, then another, then another, then another, then another.
2: Your brain is like like overheating.
1: Right, basically is what it's doing. But when you do it right, you put the brain at a hyper state of attention. When you put the brain at a hyper state of attention, that's when you insert suggestions. So once the brain is ready and well-primed, you insert the suggestions that you want the individual to receive and reprogram their brain, to reprogram their thoughts, and to introduce stimulus that you want to work to your benefit.
2: We so that this,
1: this is happening to us on the
2: daily, all yeah. the time. Yeah. Brandon asked me or mentioned that um, uh, one day he was driving in and was listening to one of our popular radio stations, and he was saying, "Mama, the things that I heard on there, I wonder what white, a, a predominantly white radio station, the parents of those people, the parents of those children that they're taking to school, what would they say if the type of music our children?" are listening to On Their Way to School, what would they say? What what would that race of people say?
1: We're going to get into all we'll of that. We're going to
2: get into that. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. We're getting into why all of that. Why this, are you this with
1: me? This is, I'm going to try to this is, fill out as much of this okay. topic as possible. I want to say that toward the end because it is such a sensitive subject. Right. Uh, it upsets me to talk about, but it's very real. Right. And it's a responsibility thing.
2: Right.
1: Once again, it's a responsibility right. thing. Because
2: what they, our kids are listening to On The Way to School, and, and for those of you who are listening who have kids, you know, I, I, I literally have changed what I listen to. I mean, right. totally.
1: Because, see, the, the the topic of our show was um, the music of our nature and the effects of music and popular culture on the, the, um, the mentality of generations. Okay. So i yet to get into okay. It. okay. I just wanted to do a base understanding so everybody knows how this works before I just start blasting okay. off about yeah, this is messing you up, and you know, people are like, well, how? They don't, you know, they may be less likely to understand what I'm saying or okay. less apt to accept it okay. as reality.
2: Okay. Well, I hope you guys that are listening out there stay with us so that you can get all of this. Rodney, do you have
1: anything <coughs> before he goes?
4: Goes on. Uh no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wait to, to, to hear, um, what he gets to, uh, um, so that I don't, uh. <laughs> so that I don't uh, uh, rush the process because it's a lot of information. So I want to make sure everybody gets the information that he's putting out there.
3: Okay.
1: Okay. Also um, I'm going to go over the list here and I'm not going to go into too much detail, but on the Facebook page, um, I did include a link about brainwashing and this is kind of what I'm going to touch on right now. The requirements for brainwashing Isolation and dependency. Now this is a study done by Dr. Robert J. Lifton in the fifties. Oh, so imagine that fifty years 50? ago. Yeah. But these this technology and this, this knowledge is way even older than that. They always have somebody that comes up every now and then that just says, Hey, I figured this out and they, you know, give them claim to discovery and all of that stuff, but that's not necessarily the case all the time. But this this guy says that uh, some of the requirements for brainwashing are isolation and dependency okay um, An agent or the person that is doing or performing the brainwashing needs to have control over the target the person that is being brainwashed needs to have control over their basic requirements eating, going to the bathroom all their basic their very basic functions okay then that sound already start to sound a little bit like school.
3: <laughs> the teacher.
2: I go to your bathroom?
1: Okay, so. <laughs> no, we go at
3: twelve
2: fifteen. <laughs> right. This
1: is this is a list that basically guarantees the programming of the mind, or this is just a, a very basic uh, way of manipulating the mind and, and programming the mind. And Rodney, this is about to be right up your alley, sir. i ready. You need to. <laughs> You need to do an assault on the identity of that person. Basically, take them out of whatever perspective that they are actually in and say, this, this isn't who you are. That's not you. This, is, this isn't you. What you think you so are, you are not. You are so
2: like not. That's
1: part of it, yes.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. okay. It, it goes into more detail in the article okay. that I posted. These are just the, the focus points. Okay. Okay? The second part of it is guilt, making them feel guilty about something. You're all born in sin. <laughs> okay. So the second aspect of it is the guilt, playing on that person's guilt factors. Third, self betrayal. Okay. Make them make them then say that what they know is it's not who they are. Everything that they that they know or whatever is is not good, and to basically turn over on themselves, okay? Uh, Just as a side note here, agent removes identity and replaces it with whatever identity that is congruent with the agent's goals. So remove that person's identity Mm -hmm. and start to install an identity that works toward what you want, okay? Some brainwashing requires the threat of harm or the perception thereof. So constantly being under the threat of being paddled, being arrested, being this, being shot, all of these kinds of things help to stimulate a person into accordance to what you want them to do okay um, Also another big factor that happens a lot of the time is non-physical coercion or influence. So just being able to coerce the person without threat of violence is also a very useful tool okay? Now, as far as the assault on identity, you have to start the attack on the self, okay? Uh, Then there's a change of beliefs, blah, blah, blah. We'll get into that. So uh, three, self-betrayal. or there's a a basic breaking point, a point where you have constantly antagonized the individual enough to where they're really to just give up. They're at a point of breaking whatever identity that they were holding on to. Mm -hmm. They're they're pretty much just at a, a standstill for having their own thoughts or anything. Mm-hmm. This is this is boot camp right here. This is what happens when a person goes to boot camp. All right? <clears throat> now, leniency comes in. Once you know that you've broken your target, once you know that you've broken them, you start to be a little bit nicer to them. You start to, you know, give them little simple little pleasures here and there, you know, just to kind of encourage them.
3: Oh, You know, it's
1: okay. Like, after you've broken them down, then you start to give them, you know, the stimulus that it's okay, you know, here you go, here's a little something, blah blah blah. Compulsion to confess is number six. Compulsion to confess. Alright. Seven, channeling of guilt. Eight, releasing of guilt. Nine, progress and harmony. The web, the website will go into these categories a lot more deeply than I think we have time to, okay. okay? But these are just the basics. And then 10, final confession and rebirth. So at this point, the individual is now basically what you want them to be. They have been coerced, they've been through, through all of this, and at this point a final confession, they are basically ready to give up their old identity and accept the new identity that's been given them, okay? So this is just a very basic template brainwashing. Also, as a side note, some other things that that help with the brainwashing process, and this will sound familiar, sleep deprivation, malnutrition, not letting a person eat, depriving that person of sleep, are typical with constant presence of threat or harm, causing difficulty in thinking critically and independently.
2: You know what I thought about there, if I could interrupt you just a minute, where yeah. you talked about the sleep de- deprivation and the Matrician, um, how and I know this is far off, but I hear like a lot of guys and, and girls who are arrested and held and questioning, where they're not fed and not mm-hmm. able to and, that,
1: and see that's and what they, they do. Right, that, see, that, the, the same thing when when it comes to the the strategies that police use mm-hmm. when they arrest individuals, mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that they can they go through these same very steps right here. Mm-hmm.
2: And, so once that, and once like they and once like the they defraud them, applicable to just everyday life because can. I can see people. That will try to manipulate you to get you in a state where they kind of they they pull your strings. They make whenever you they feel want guilty to. about things, right. and this and the other, and, and you and know, they pull you back in just enough to, to regain you and start the process over exactly. again. Exactly.
1: So okay. this is a basic format for understanding uh, brainwashing and manipulation. Exactly. Okay, it's very basic, basic levels.
2: But if you read
1: the the website, you'll get even more out of it than what I expressed here. This is just a very basic rundown. So please check out the Facebook the
3: Facebook link.
2: For those of you who do not have access to the Facebook link, contact Whitney or I. Um, I'm sure you guys by right now I know how to get in touch with us, but uh, we'll, we'll give you that information at the end of the show. But contact us, and we'll send you the all of the things that were posted on the event page or in the event page. We will send it to you directly if you don't have access to Facebook. Okay. I know some of you don't.
1: So now that I've given you a little bit of a, a, a basic understanding of brainwashing, I want you to see how that ties in directly with the manipulation that we experience through our music, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, at present, I'm going to talk about the cultural problems that some of us seem to face with regards to our current state in society, all right? Um, I may or may not be using politically correct terms, As I approach this topic But I want people to really Get and understand How detrimental The music industry And popular culture Has been So We talked about What is required Basically to manipulate a person's mind Now when we look at What we have available In popular culture with regards to uh, different cultures, say, for example, um, most young African Americans uh, versus most young Caucasian males or Asians or anybody else. You can take a basic radio, let's just say K97, okay, and take a look at the playlist, and I'm going to go into that also. But see how the culture is degrading us based upon these same principles and rules that I just outlined with with regards to brainwashing, okay? Okay. Already we have an educational system that removes the parent for the majority of the the, the day, okay, Mm -hmm. and puts them into a societal situation that is not governed by the parent, all right? So you already have the individual being isolated, that in itself already works to serve the isolation and dependency that is completely separate from the intentions of the family. All right? So you already have that aspect. The guilt factor is a generational issue of guilt. Anybody out there that knows about the Willie Lynch letters can understand where the generational aspect of guilt comes in. Okay? So poverty and all these other issues... Stimulate the guilt factor that young people have today. Self-betrayal. Just the mere fact that they're being raised around other people's kids in a foreign environment, there is no real sense of self. Already there is no real sense of self because every sense of self is being generated and manipulated by some other factor. They're learning it from other young kids. They're learning it from their teacher, they're learning it from what they're being exposed to externally, outside of the family unit, and that's even if there is a family unit. Most of the time, the family unit is already destroyed. There's no father. Okay, and that's going to go into something else I bring up. Now, breaking point, leniency. These are things that are uh, decided, I think, very young in most of this new generation the breaking point. I think that they're they're broken at at such a young age that it's it's hard to even notice or experience that with that individual. They, it happens when they're so young that it's almost not even a factor when you start to consider it. And you start to look at a person that's, you know, ten years old, they were at their breaking point probably when they were four. You get what I'm saying? So the leniency factor <clears throat> The leniency factor is basically coming through immediate gratifications. We talked about immediate gratifications in the last show. So that artificial um, benefits that go into kids having, you know, Christmas, birthdays, and all these other things where they get things helps to fulfill these leniency or the immediate gratifications. So they've been going to school. They've been, under, they've been subjected to, uh, you know, this public programming through our educational system. And because they make A's and B's, they get a little bit of a gratification afterwards. They, grit, they get a little leniency. They get privileges.
2: Something to keep them.
1: Right, something to, something to keep them on board with the programming that you're giving them and let them know that there's a benefit to it. Because you, you can't just beat somebody down and then have a goal for them to want to to do willingly. You eventually want them to willingly be brainwashed. If you if you show them no reward for what you're doing, they're going to reject the programming that much more. But as you give them things, they start to see that, man, this programming stuff, this is kind of working to my favor. Right now, I got a trinket. I got a little something good out of this, okay? So... <clears throat> the release of guilt comes also from these immediate gratifications. The release of guilt in, you know, the world, all that kind of thing. That feeling of I am who I am, I don't care nothing about none of this, blah, blah, blah. It's an artificial release of guilt. They really do care. But nonetheless, that is what they experience as their release of guilt. Progress and harmony. The progress in harmony is a lie because they're only in harmony with a system that is a lie. So when they conform to being just like the individuals around them, they're also brainwashed, that creates a false sense of harmony.
2: One more time.
1: The progress and harmony, there is no real harmony or progress because what they are perceiving as the progress in harmony is already a part of an artificial system. They're harmonizing Mm -hmm. with other individuals that are just like, that have been brainwashed just as they have. So the majority of the gratifications that they get from a social environment come from other individuals that are just as lost as they are the majority of the time. So that's where the harmony comes in. They're harmonizing with other individuals that have also been through this process. Okay, final confession, rebirth, their rebirth is this identity that they assume, which is why you have hundreds of people walking around looking like little white. That is the overall goal that has been accomplished for the media and for this hip-hop culture, to get people to assimilate into this, this body or this, this person that they put out in front of them to be like. They already have no role models at home. They have no male role models, most especially. So they look at the the next best thing that they can see as somebody that is successful, somebody that is powerful, or seemingly so, that has been projected in their eyes as somebody that's wealthy and powerful and well-liked and loved, and they strive to be like that individual. Thus, an artificial body has been put there as a goal for them to want to reach. This fake thing that is corporate media all day long has been placed in front of them as their surrogate, their surrogate heroes, and they work so hard to mimic that surrogate hero, and thus becoming the rebirth that was intended from all of this this program system, let alone buying into all the the marketing and everything else along the way. Okay. Rodney, you want to say anything before I move on? Uh, No,
4: I'm just enjoying the discussion, man. I I, I think it's uh, very well noted. And and to be honest, it it probably would be good if a lot of uh, parents and uh, uh, school officials uh, could hear the things that you're saying right now.
3: That
1: would be something, wouldn't it? (laughs)
4: <laughs> we and part of the, we, we it's part of the reason Why me as a teacher I'm not one to uh, uh, bribe kids with awards Or or rewards And I always tell them uh, You know when they ask me Am I going to give them candy Or what am I going to give them I always tell them You know you, you should do the right thing Just because it's the right thing to do Because I don't want to build this, this False system uh, with them And have them uh, you know, sticking their hands out and expecting something every time they do do things that they uh, should be doing anyway.
1: That that's a very responsible um, influence. I have to I have to commend you on that because, you know, I can tell you from a, a person that that has done a lot for people um, and not received any reward. You know, I keep at it. But at the same time, what I see, though, is not the same. I mean, if, if a person isn't being compensated in some way, they don't want anything to do with anything. Absolutely. And that's, that's not yeah. what we need. And as far as our culture most especially, the culture that, that we're trying to help definitely doesn't need that mode of thinking because the immediate gratification is part of the problem.
4: Well, and I think that's why we've seen a, a, a shift in our uh, in our culture, uh, because, um, you know, it, it is now being passed down from generation to generation that you don't have to, not not only do you um, not have to work hard, but you don't even have to work at all, and things will still be given to you. And so we've become right. lazy, we've become used to uh, handouts, um, and... You know, we don't even understand what is happening on the inside of us, or what's happening on the inside of um, of other people when we when we treat them in such a way.
1: Right, and that that um, I don't know. That, it, this puts me in a a different mood or whatever talking about this, just because it is I've, I've experienced this for so long, um, and not, a lot of my experience that I'm about to get into comes from my interaction with a lot of young people when I used to work at an airbrush shop um, and of course there was a there's a culture that is attached to airbrush uh, it was you know younger uh, urban style you know kids they really enjoyed that kind of thing and you know constantly in that realm I was trying to be a, of influence to try to help alter and change the mindsets that I could tell were basically bombarded upon these young people. So let me now uh, start to go into a little bit of how things have changed over, you know, the decades.
2: Can I ask, I yeah. want to ask a yeah. question? Why, um Ronnie, with being a teacher and what you guys just kind of got finished talking about, the gratification, do you find that most of your parents, or what percentage of your parents would you say, um fall into this trap of gratification with their children? What what percentage would you say? Just based on your technology? I would say
4: somewhere between eighty and ninety percent.
2: And can you tell an immediate difference in the children who are not part of that world of, of getting that gratification? Can you tell a difference in their behavior and in their in their parents' overall demeanor? Is there a... Oh
4: yeah it yeah you 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 always know um what what is what what is going on i guess in 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 somebody's home or you could tell the, the types of conversations when uh for example when 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 kids are uh overly concerned about their grade not because it's the beginning of the of the of the quarter but because the end of the quarter, and they know that um, there's either going to be a reward or a consequence based on the grades that they bring home. When they when they start coming in and, and and looking for um for you know all of this work, when you've tried to help them all semester long, and the last week you know they come in and they want all of the, all of this extra work, you 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 immediately know that it's not so much about uh doing the right thing or doing your homework on a regular basis or being consistent, um, uh, you know that it's all about a grade to the parent, you know. Um there was a uh I, I had a I had a, a student one time that the parent would be upset if um the child had an A but the but the uh but the number dropped. Like, let's say the child had a ninety-seven. The parent would be upset if that ninety-seven became a ninety-five. But they weren't upset with the child. They would be upset with the teacher. Hmm. So where would and
3: that
2: fall in? Well, as far as I guess, because what I see.
1: Well, oh, that 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 is a, a part on the website where you can see where it's it's a uh, it talks about how. They they get, they criticize for every little thing. Mm-hmm. That's on the that's on the website. That's under um, that's under breaking point. I believe.
2: I guess what I was trying to get at, like for for in Rodney's case, be, being a teacher and I was, like dealing with that particular parent right there, who mm-hmm. I think you said ninety seven to a ninety five, and it's still an A, right, Rodney? Mm-hmm. But the parent gets uh, upset because so of so here
4: we have a ten point scale here, so it's a ninety to one hundred is the
2: A. Okay. So the parent. I, what I'm trying to figure out is like how we how they as relate, parents
1: how they relate
4: are the passing this
2: what? on down to um, because at some point it beca- it is about the parents in mm-hmm. most parts. Like you're not going to you're gonna you're gonna keep up this false maybe that's not what you said here. This um, kind of false perception of life.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it was one that you described about you. You are attached to this because you've been you've conformed to this world mm-hmm. in such a sense. You didn't say the world, but um, now you have a false sense of attachment even to your child being this, this great figure. Right, yeah,
3: yeah, that's
1: after here. But for what you're talking about with the child, that's somewhere uh, before leniency. Because, see, leniency was, was the effect of, okay, well, here's your trinket, or here's your this, or here's your that. That's somewhere around breaking point with okay. how you're influenced. Well, when you're really strict or, or super strict or too strict or they, your child can't do anything right, that whole thing, that whole aspect of the brainwashing or the manipulation takes place before leniency
2: Right. so everything that the world is doing to us somehow the world teaches the parents to do the same with the child, snatch the life out yeah, the, yeah that's right. what, okay. if, if that's they was if they came
1: from it. the system, they're going to perpetuate it. they've been put in okay. if, if anybody out there has not read the Willie Lynch letter, please make an effort to research the Willie Lynch letter it will be that. it will be a little bit hard to read. It is very graphic. So I apologize ahead of time, but you need to understand, yet again, this is reality. And this is something that has been put in place and created a basic perpetual system ever since its induction.
2: Ryan well, I mean, and I have to about it. Tell me, Tori, we have
1: a caller.
4: Uh-huh.
2: Okay. Okay, you guys, we did a, a show on, on the Willie Lynch letter, so you guys can actually go back and listen to it there. So, Rodney, go ahead. Um, I'm not – okay, go ahead. I'm I'm there.
4: All right, I'm going to you pull gotta, in our caller from area code 703. The last four digits are 0348. Caller, you are on the air.
5: Hey, hey guys. Uh, I just jumped in and was just listening. Um, I am an Asian American. My parents are Korean. I, I'm just giving you my background. My parents are Korean. I was brought up, you know, born here in California. And I, my parents work, and I did come from a family structure family, but my parents were always at work. I've never seen my parents from, I only saw them in the morning, and I never saw them at night. There was never food on the table because they were always trying to, you know, trying to have a place so that we can live. But, I mean, like, when I – like, I'm 30. I'm in my mid-30s right now, growing up, and I strive to be better than my parents. You know, I, I, I didn't graduate college. I didn't go to college. I dropped out of high school. But I am making a well, you know, I'm making a very comfortable living where I have my own house. I have everything is on, you know, everything is myself, you know. And what I, I mean, like, what I disagree, I mean, what I was kind of listening to and disagreeing on is because you guys are saying that, um, as in what I was listening to, like, I didn't, I haven't read, the the, um, doc, um, the thing that you guys are talking about, but I I will go ahead and take a look at it and read it. But, I mean, like, nothing was handed to me. You know, I was homeless. I, you know, I was out of my house when I was 18 years old, lived on my, outlived by myself, you know, taking care of myself. Nothing was handed to me. You know, my parents were what do you, you
1: disagree with us? Like
5: I'm just disagreeing with how you guys are saying that there's like a merit system. But it's all, there's a merit system.
3: All,
5: like a merit system, I in like you guys are saying you would get rewarded, you know, as far as like if you went to school and, you know, did this. Well, did you're that.
1: misunderstanding, so I never said that. I never said that at all because I'm I'm actually I have a lot against uh public education and things myself, so you're you're misunderstanding what's going on i never said that there's a merit system for that. What I'm saying to you is that it is incentivized that you behave in a particular way. I didn't say that you'll be more successful if you go through this programming and graduate school. That's not the case. There's been too many okay. examples set forth that prove that. And also in my other shows, I've also referenced the fact that multi-billionaires have dropped out of school.
3: Okay.
1: All right, so that, that's a little bit. Um, that's not what we're talking about. I'm not. I'm not saying that if you follow this, you become a better person. What I'm. What I'm saying is that this is being used as a tool of influence to create multi-generational depressions, depressions in uh, human potential. In fact, and the fact that you have broken away from the system in the way that you say, you're only validating my points even more so.
2: <laughs> does that do that does that
5: make sense? It makes sense.
1: I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Thank you for calling. Do <laughs>
3: right.
1: you have anything else you want to talk about,
5: or or point out? I just um, I've listened to a couple of your shows, and I think an important thing is structure as in back in the day when we were growing up, if I messed up or if I did anything wrong, I know my neighbor was the one that would sit there and, you know, say, Hey, you're doing wrong. This is what's going on and actually punish me. You know what I mean?
1: I don't think we have that
5: anymore. Really. No,
1: yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly and this this is something that systematically we all need to be more responsible about. And that's what this show is about, is basically exposing the issues so that people can become more aware and take more communal efforts to change things.
2: I have a question for you, Carla, if you don't mind. What do you think about your life coming up? What do you think gave you the ammunition needed to to succeed in your life? Whatever that success is, what do you think it was for you that you want to? So, when I was growing up,
5: I didn't live in the suburbs. I lived in the projects. Oh, um, and you're breaking up. Oh, I'm sorry. When I was when I when I was growing up, I lived in I didn't live in the suburbs. I lived in the projects. Um, I did okay. see you know people get shot, see people get murdered. Um, I've seen people get arrested. You know, I I you know I've gotten pulled over a couple times. Mm-hmm this and that, but I have strived, and I've seen how hard my parents worked, like, to just put, just so that we can go to school, just that we can have a home, you know what I mean? And I saw them work that hard, and it gave me the ambition to actually strive better, because, you know, like, if you have children, you don't want your children, you always want your children to be one better than you. That's how you know, that, that, that's kind of what I saw, and that's kind of what I wanted to do, and it's just that it made me that much harder to, um, to you know, make
3: it on
5: myself, you know. But I've seen them work so hard, I didn't want to ask them for money, because I, I knew we didn't have money, you know. And there would be days where we couldn't, or there would be days where... You know, I would always wear the same clothes, or always do this and that. You know, and I didn't want it. I didn't want. I didn't want to be in that position. So, as soon as I was the age of fifteen, you know, when you were able to work, that's what I did. I
1: worked.
4: I've worked
1: to get to the point where I'm at now. Right. So, how do you see yourself in relationship to those that were around you? Were you very different?
5: Um, I mean, I, you know, I've dabbled, I've done, I've done drugs, I've gotten in trouble with the law before, and, I mean, I, I didn't, I, there was, there was a point, I guess you would say there was a breaking point where I just realized, hey, I can't go down this path anymore, but there was, there was Mm -hmm. no one there to tell me that, it was just where I kind of had to learn on my own, you know, and that's what, that's what, that's what made me realized like, you know, I need to go this way instead of that way. You no, know, I was never good in school. Right. I you know in being where I grew up, I was the minority. You know what I mean? Where you were I what was the smallest I was the minority when I was growing up. In my neighborhood okay. I grew minority. You know. So mm-hmm. I mean like I've I've gotten a I've gotten to fights in school, I've you know gotten picked on. I wasn't the tallest kid. I'm still not the tallest person, you know? I'm only 5'6", but I was taught where you stand your ground, you know? And mm-hmm. fight for what what is right, fight for what is yours. Sure. So I agree whole Kind heart. of growing up, you know, growing up and realizing that I can't go down this path that my friends did. I mean, a lot of my friends in, in California are bangers, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I... I've seen a lot a lot of them get murdered. And I've seen, you know, I've been a lot of things, but I can't I realize that, you know, if I go down the same path what's gonna to happen to me. Are you.
3: We're what's gonna there? uh
1: go ahead and continue Because I got a lot more stuff that I want to throw in here, but I we really appreciate your your input and your call, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, caller. Okay, and like he was just saying, um, there's a there's a a point of uh, self reflection um, and awareness. This is still going back to your overall perception, where you have to willingly and consciously make a decision about what's going on around you and how it's affecting you. And he had that, and that's the rare thing I think that people that come from hard circumstances actually um, are able to achieve. Mm-hmm. Is is having that that self reflective uh, quality? And, and I think
2: with the caller, he wanted because cause I think I think that's a great story, especially for young people whose life whose life doesn't seem like you know you you're throwing throwing all these bad balls or you got all the bad cards. Seemingly, seemingly according to what the world tells us, but you have to have something in in you that that, that speaks to you, and then you come to a breaking point, like he said that he just, that breaking point came and he listened. He listened and took action, regardless of where he came from, him being the minority, all of that. That's a great lesson for our young people. And for those who find themselves in that situation, because we have a lot of kids who, who find themselves in that same situation, maybe different circumstances, but that same situation.
1: Okay, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the, the changes and progression in the music industry, um, starting at the 50s and just kind of name off some artists and, you know, individuals that are familiar with with these artists can do research or just, you know, get their own idea of the changes that have been made with what people talk about and what's going on. Um, In the 50s, you had, like, say, for example, Rufus Thomas, Elvis, Nat King Cole, B.B. King. Um, In 54 is when segregation ended. So I'm going to just kind of, point out a few things that were a part of the industry and major things that changed in American history.
3: Okay. I in know the '60s.
2: Before, um Brian, do you want to bring in another call? We got another don't we have another caller? Yeah. You want to bring in the other caller before we do that?
4: I most certainly Brian. can. Are you guys ready?
2: Yeah.
4: Yep. All right. We're gonna bring in our next caller from area code four zero four. Last four digits are one zero three seven. Caller, you are on the air. Hey,
6: what's going on, Sammy? What's going on, Rob? What's happening, Oh. Hey, hey,
3: hey.
6: <laughs> Where
2: you been? Where you
6: been? Hey, I've been listening. You know what I mean? Um, I got the kids over this weekend, so I've been, you know, okay. kind of going back and forth between both. Uh, but really trying okay. to um keep abreast on what's being said. I heard a young man that Rodney was talking to. Um, I didn't hear everything that he was saying, but I heard some of the things that he was saying. Um, kind of briefly, just give me like a, an overview of, of what we're talking about, basically, so you know I don't get off on the wrong track. Uh,
3: I don't
1: really have Rodney. time to do that, sir. Um, if you could, just, just do a recap, but uh, the show is basically about the degradation of uh the generations and how music is affecting that. How how we are okay. uh how we respond to musical vibrations and things like that, how important it is to us as beings, but also how it is being used to degrade certain cultures of,
6: of society. Okay. Well I, I just want to say this. Um the music of yesterday will probably never be no more. You know what I mean? There'll probably be like um uh, like icons for us, and and in the near you know future, you know things that we'll look back on and say, yeah, now that was when music was music. Because of today's society, because of the trends that are going on, music has totally taken a whole different warp. Um, there's, there's no more music. There's loops. There's plugs. There's Fruity Loops. There's all kind of stuff now. Um, Auto tunes. There's all kind of things that make up music from the music that we grew up on. And they're just using it and filling it in and putting words to it. Um, yeah, it does. And and some music just, does. That's
1: still, that's still only particular to certain cultures of music, and I'm, that's something that I'm going to get into. Where basically, what people have been looking for or maybe missing from the music industry has actually
6: migrated to different cultures of music, but it's still there. Well, yeah, in different cultures, you do find some music. I mean, I was just speaking on me, my stuff was gonna rap. But you do have other music cultures that, that, that still keep their culture of music. And, you know, and to this day, they haven't changed. Like, say, reggae, it hasn't changed. It's been that way and it's probably stayed that way. You know what I mean? But that's a culture of music um, that has always been, you know? Um, so, but what I did want to say is I, I think I heard the gentleman Damn. saying something about, you know, not going to school or, you know, not going to college, but he still has this, that, and the other. Um, I wanted to say this, and I'm gonna get off real quick so somebody else can talk. Hello.
2: Did we lose your book? Hello. Hello. So we've Yeah. Now you're back on. Okay. Uh, what I wanted to
6: say to that, you know, was growing up, I seen some of my great great grand parents and uncles and aunts you know they didn't work you know what i mean i mean they worked they didn't go to school um and they didn't they didn't have a lot of everything but it didn't mean that they wish they couldn't have went to school or they wish they couldn't have gotten a better education but the things that they acquired was because of god's grace and mercy you know he was the one who provided those things for them he was the one who gave them that knowledge that school didn't um And I have uncles that were successful, had their own business and and everything. But it still didn't mean that they didn't need the education. Um, The Bible says that my people perish because of lack of knowledge, letting you know that we need knowledge. That's something that we do need. You know, and a lot of times when you don't get knowledge, just want people to know that it's God, grace, and mercy that helps you through certain circumstances and gives you those things that you have. You know what I mean? And I'm going to leave it right there, that note, Tammy and Rodney, and I hope you all have a good good night.
2: Thank you, Bo. Thank you. Is there another caller? No. Is
1: that the 404 right there?
2: That was our caller.
1: Okay. he has gone. Okay. All right. Thank um, you, Bo. So I'd like to continue basically uh, going through the decades and, and changes as far as um, artists' uh, perspectives and things like that. So uh, I left off at the going into the 60s. In 1960, JFK was elected. All right. In the 60s, we had the Barquets, Led Zeppelin, Roy Oberson, as well as you know some of the other people, Elvis again. Um, in 1964, Sam Cooke was killed, and there's a big conspiracy around surrounding that, which kind of ha- has helped to lead to how the, the music industry is operating today, which. Basically, the reason he was killed was because he was creating a conglomerate with other uh, artists to distribute black music.
2: Who now, Sam, Sam Cook? Cook?
1: Sam Cook. So when you when you follow up the the official story about his supposed murder, it doesn't make sense. It's not even consistent with the fact that his body was mangled in a form that he was beaten to death and not shot by the uh, hotel manager, which is what the, the story was supposed to be. He was stripped of his clothes and beat to death. All right? And not only that, but his partner, um, I can't remember his first name, his name is Klein, a Jewish individual, basically had forged documents that made himself the inheritor of all of Sam Cooke's music. Okay? So going into the 70s, We have Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, Bob Marley, Al Green, James Brown, Uh, The Temptations. uh, On the rock side, we have Queen, Pink Floyd, David Bowie, The Bee Gees, Black Sabbath, Journey. Um, Now, around the new wave, uh, which was called that for several reasons, most especially because the electric guitar and, and keyboard and all types of other technological things were then added into music. We have Prince, we have um, War, we have Boy George, N.W.A., Ice-T, Michael Jackson, Sir mix a lot Beastie Boys, Peter Gabriel, Tears for Fears. Okay, we have all of those in this group. Now, around this time, I want you to really see the congruence between the fact of N.W.A. coming out. We have Reagan with his... um, basic attack on uh, the prison population. So the prison population raises from 50,000 to 400,000 nationwide, okay? Him and the Clintons have basically created a, a very large prison industrial complex from this point and look at, look at who's in, in music at this time, NWA. And that's important because I want to get into that later.
3: <clears throat>
1: now through the 90s, you have uh, Aerosmith continuing through Run DMC. They merged in 86. Uh, early 90s, you got Skinny Pimp. You got Cash Money Millionaires, DMX, Tupac, and Biggie, 3-6 Mafia.
2: Um, what what year was that about?
1: This is in the 90s okay. the, the, Between the 90s and the 2000s Okay, this is when these emerging artists You got Tool, Alice in Chains, Nine Inch Nails, Audio Slave, Disturbed uh, 2000s, you have Jay-Z, you got Puff Daddy You got, I mean, there's a lot more I'm just only, you know, spotting a, a few outstanding artists You got Beyonce, you got Gucci Mane, you got Waka Flocka You got Jeezy, okay and, you know, up to now you got, like, this new person that I'm going to go into detail about this, uh, OT Genesis. All right? <laughs> so, taking a look at some of the major events of our of the decades with regards to American history and the music industry, one thing that you see is around this time in the, in the 80s to 90s that there's a huge outbreak in uh, prisoners. And people that are that are being kept incarcerated, and it corresponds directly over here to the type of music that had been released. Okay, when you had N.W.A. come out, you had an enormous amount of people that then glorified crime and glorified the lifestyle of the shooting, the gangbanging, and the murdering. And it shows right over here in the timeline according to politics. Okay the three strikes you're outlaw, all that stuff came into play right around this time. All right? <clears throat> now, for the next little bit, I would like to just take some random samples, because just like your your guy just said, what's his name, Bo? Bo. Oh,
3: mm-hmm. Okay,
1: well, he was talking about how music isn't uh, what it used to be and things like that. Well, <clears throat> depending upon what you're you're looking for, what, what sort of entertainment you're looking for when you listen to music, I think has a big, a big deal to do with it also. Um, so far, though, even looking at this, when you look at the emergence of, of rap, there isn't a whole lot of beneficial culture coming out of it. There's not a whole lot of uh, deep thought associated with the rap and hip-hop of the times. From what most people talk about, rap and hip-hop came as a cure to the epidemia of poverty, okay, that people wanted to express themselves over how they were living. That's all well and good as maybe looking at it as a, a something to do. But what is it contributing culturally to be able to spread how you're living if you're living impoverished? to talk about, okay, this is what's going on in my neighborhood. Jojo Man got shot. Uh, Man, we be riding around selling drugs, this, that, and the other. You're sharing. We appreciate it. What is it contributing on the, the, the higher realm of perspective for what music is, what it had been before that time, and what it will be in the future? You hear what I'm saying?
2: Okay, so based on what music was, as as Rose said, it's not like and never will be like it was back then. based on that, and then come fast forward to what what the kids who are now living and hearing.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. What's being exposed on a large scale also to support not only the prison industrial complex,
3: but the overall
1: marketing lifestyle to individuals that basically took place right around this time. Even with Sir Mix-A-Lot. He was basically an advertiser. If you listen to his song, go back and listen. He was advertising. Gore-Tex. He's rapping about a brand of shoe. Everybody goes out and buys this brand of shoe. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that, it had become at that point just a scheme to target new money. Individuals that are seeking immediate gratification because of their their uh, lack of. their lack of, like we talked about, Privately, we talked about that, about how these things help people to feel better and help their self-confidence in material things. And this, this has become an industry of itself only to support that, okay?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So a lot of these guys that people are thinking, and which is also not even the case, a lot of these folks think that these folks came up hard and, you know, they, they live in the hood and all this other kind of stuff. Most of these rappers don't even live like they preach, they live nothing like what they talk about. They they have the tattoos. Every now and then they get a nice little, you know, prison <laughs> prison record on their resume to, to keep up the legitimacy of the false lie that they are. But overall, they don't live like what they're trying to promote to individuals. And not only that, they're being very well rewarded by these this industry because they help keep it going. They help manufacture exactly what they need in controlling individuals to play part in this, okay? So to further back what I just said, I want to take a look at the playlist on K97, for example, versus 98 One The Max. And I'm going to take an artist, and we're going to sit here together and look at the lyrics of what they're talking about, how it affects you just in what they're talking about and realize that this is what our young people are listening to, that what we're, what we're going to see and what we're going to hear and what I do right now is what the majority of people, minors, are actually partaking in. Now, I know this personally because a friend of mine, Nikki, she's probably listening. Hey, Nikki. Um, has, she, she teaches uh, first graders. So I would be at her school helping out, and I would hear a lot of these kids going around and repeating these lyrics from songs that they're listening to that have been exposed to them by their parents or DJs or whatever else. It's just part of the culture that they're used to and accept, okay? Mm -hmm. Even if they don't know anything else is out there, this is what's being bombarded onto them because it's the cool thing to do. So I'm looking, I see on the, the... 97.1 playlist, I see They Are, Last Chance, Cut It by Young Dog. That's the one I really want to do, Cut It. So, all right, let's look at the Cut It lyrics. This guy's name is O.T. Genesis, and the, the song is called Cut It, all right? Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it is the hook. Now, look, it says, them bricks is way too hot. You need to cut it. Your price is way too high. You need to cut it. Your bricks is way too high. You need to cut it. Your price is way too high. You need to cut it. So what is he talking about? He's talking about drugs. He's talking about distributing Drugs, could it, means to, if you have pure cocaine, it means to mix other things, talcum, baking soda, whatever else, and create more drugs for the amount of drugs that you already have by adding in other impurities. So he's teaching people in this song, in these lyrics, basically to distribute drugs. He's glorifying to to our young people get some drugs, and distribute them. That's what's going on right here in this song, that they play 10 times an hour to our young people. Let's go into some more of the lyrics. Run up them bands on the regular. Hitting my plug on the telly, yeah. Tell my ex-female dog that I'm sorry. I'ma skate off in the Rari, a Ferrari, yet more materialism. Keep 36 by my side. I'm going to go bake me a pie. Keep 45 on my side, a gun. F with my ends, you die. All of my ends say blood. All of my ends say cuff. He's talking about gangbanging. Cousin is a term that's used by the bloods. He just said right here, all of my ends say blood. All of my ends say "cub," so he's he obviously he's a he's a he's saying that he's a blood, he's a pyro, all right. Ot, I found me a plug, which is somebody to get pure cocaine from overseas or through the CIA or whatever else. I didn't say that, whatever. Keep it a hundred, no budge. I fell in love with the drugs, busting it down in the tub pay me my money in dubs. pay me my money in 20s, because hundreds are traceable, especially with the new uh, holographic microchips that they put in them. Water whipping, looking like I'm fishing. Baseball in kitchen, with my arm I'm pitching. Roleone is glistening. Now my daughter are kissing. So, I mean, this, for me, this is enough right now. It's enough for me to know that this is being broadcast on the scale that it is, it's the number two song on their playlist, and our young people are repeating this mindlessly. This is, this is, there's no way conscious people can look at this and not see that this is detrimental to our society, to our young people. Okay, I don't care, I don't care how much they take this and try to censor it when you're going to censor every word, you're going to know what this person is talking about. And this is the main influence. This is what our people look up to. He's being very well rewarded for perpetuating the system that he causes individuals to follow into. Now, I want to take another whole other genre, which like our young, our, our, uh, young man called in earlier, uh, Bo, to talk about how music isn't the same anymore. It's simply a matter of transferal, okay? What I, want to, I want to bring up a point right now of what I call custodianship. Just like I had mentioned earlier in the broadcast, there are things that, are, that take place in, on earth, on our planet, that are eternal. And that eternity is based in truth. Okay. Now truth expresses itself through many different forms and most especially through artists. Okay? So as an artist, you you take in the your visual world, the perspective that you see and you manifest and create something based on what you what you take in. Well, certain individuals of us are given Truth to portray so that it lasts throughout time in different forms. This comes in the guise of what people call serendipity, also. All right? So, what I'm saying to you in this essence is although these are African Americans or black, however you want to look at this, because some people get so stuck on color and race that they can't see what's happening to them. They think, okay, well, you know, this. Are oh, he doing good? Yeah, he's making a lot of money. Blah blah blah. That doesn't mean that he's good for your society. It doesn't mean that he's contributing anything that helps to the benefit of those around him or that look like him. It has nothing to do with any of that. Okay, so I want people to get out of their mind that just because somebody looks like you, they mean you great. That they're they're truly your brother. They're not. Okay, it comes in the manner of action and doing what somebody is good for you or not good for you. So I want to jump genres right now and show you the difference. And I want to take uh, another very popular band. Let's take Audio Slave, okay? This is considered to be alternative rock. This is one of the number one songs for another radio station. Let's say 98 One The Max. This was another song that you know, made their top ten playlist. Now, let me read you these lyrics.
2: What kind of radio station is 98.1? 98.1? Yeah.
1: It's a classic rock station. Okay. It's majority, if you want to look at it from ethnical terms, majority white people listen to it. Okay. All right. Okay. Lyrics. Beauty is what the eyes behold, and you burn brighter than most. I chased you through the midnight streets. To be where I could speak freely I didn't care what tomorrow held I felt the world turning only for us Only bliss now for you and me Rise up, let life's kiss send us reeling And unlike times before, from yesterday comes tomorrow When life comes alive, the past moves aside no regrets and no remorse. I can't even say anything about this. This is apparent, and that's what I wanted, that's what I said from the from early part of the show, it will be apparent to you the differences in mind control and influence. Just because these people don't look like you doesn't mean that they don't have the knowledge or the truth that could benefit you the matter of taste that's been projected upon you isn't even necessarily your own taste. They've played it a million times a day to basically program you to like it. it doesn't mean you really like it. If they play something often enough, like, just like we went through, it removes your own identity, your own understanding of anything, and replaces it with what they want it to be. Let's read some more. We have more than everything more than man or machine. Let me see what I'm at. More than luck, more than fiction, higher than any religion. Again with the chorus. We'll squeeze the blood out of life and say good night to the silver of old. Even when wrong, we're right. Far beyond the world of diamonds and gold, it's saying the exact opposite of what this other music is saying. It's telling you to get away from materialism. Hey, Torrey, and this is Ra- Ra-
4: Torian. This is Rodney, real quick. Um, I'm gonna jump in here just for a second uh, to everyone who's listening yes. online. We may go over. Um, so uh, uh, do us a favor and call into the show if you're listening online uh just in case we go over and, uh, because we don't want you to miss the end of the show uh but please call 818-691-7406 again 818-691-7406 we don't want you uh to miss the end of the call and uh we're going to uh it'll stop recording in about 5 minutes so please again do us a favor and call 818-691 7406. We promise you will stay muted. We will not pull you in. Uh, But we don't want you to miss uh, what Torian is going to finish saying here. Uh, Go ahead, Torian. Sorry about that. No, no, no. I
1: appreciate the interjection because I was getting a little emotional.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. Carl Thomas did too, man. So I understand.
1: Well, I, I just want to, I want to give another uh reference to somebody that's uh particularly pop uh popular and has kind of helped to serve to the destruction of the family and all that kind of thing through uh this the concepts of feminism and um independence and all this other kind of garbage. Uh this is Beyonce uh when she was part of Destiny's Child.
2: Get off all I don't of care. I don't care. Long.
4: They they, they have, mission.
2: Now, we have lots of I really people, don't right? care.
4: First, uh, talk about Beyoncé You can't talk about Beyoncé now
3: first, uh, Listen, listen. Out really Tori,
4: out. Tori You got to leave Beyoncé And Nicki Minaj And Lil' Kim and
1: Foxy Brown Out of this conversation now
3: <laughs>
1: You know what, man? People need to face reality, man There's, Nothing's going to change until people Really start to face Reality, and I'm not even going to get into Reverse speech and all those kinds Of things in this show, I know that that's a Little bit too deep for individuals, but That's a whole other subject that if They want more confirmation about the the Overall agenda of these people, they need To look into it, at first We started out real cool, taking Me places I ain't never been But now, you're getting Comfortable, ain't doing those Things you did no more, you're slowly Making me pay for things Your money should be handling. And now you ask to use my car, drive it all day and don't fill up the tank, and you have the audacity to even come up, come and step to me, ask to hold some money from me until you get your check next week? You trifling, good for nothing type of brother, silly me. Why haven't I found another, a baller, somebody who's materialistic that probably got his money through all kinds of immoral means or anything else It doesn't specify? When times get hard, I need someone to help me out instead of a scrub like you who don't know what a man's about. So she's put she's helping to perpetuate the false identity of being a man as being somebody who is of nothing but material, material wealth.
2: So, so we say, especially here on this show, Ryan and I are always talking about words have power. Like, mm-hmm. the, so, because I didn't. If you would have, if you would have read this. Without telling me, I probably wouldn't have known. That that was the lyrics. That, that was, yeah. Because you're,
1: you're, you're so busy being distracted by the tones and the beats and the this and the that. Meanwhile, this is talking directly to people's subconscious. Even when when people know the lyrics and they start repeating the lyrics over and over again, yeah. even more so. Yeah.
2: And sometimes you don't have to really know the lyrics, but, like, you don't know you know them until it starts playing and right. you're able to sing along. And that's the
1: reason, because it's already impregnated your oh, actual wow. conscious oh, mind wow.
2: Oh,
3: wow.
1: without your re- even real consent necessarily. And because it's been set to a pace into music, it's trained your reptilian brain. It's trained you from a standpoint of hypnosis and mind control because of the, the repetitive beats. So... Most of the music of, quote, unquote, our people is constantly geared and constantly attacking the idea of family, constantly attacking what manhood is supposed to be, constantly trying to break up and cause confusion among the relationships by either degrading the female or degrading the male, and constantly only having them seek after things that are of material gain, nothing wholesome. Nothing real And yet when I turn over to this, to this Rock and alternative music It's pure poetry It's pure symbolism All the things that I've been teaching you in previous shows Correspond directly to our nature Our innate nature And of, great, and of the greatest benefit to us So somebody please explain this to me If it's not a conspiracy Anybody that objects to what I'm saying As being a conspiracy Please speak up and, pro- and prove this to me
2: you know what, Rodney, you know what's really interesting is the timing that you're saying that it that, that this started to change and the timing that we had more people being um, imprisoned. incarcerated. Yeah, incarcerated, right here.
1: It's all hand in hand. That, I was the CIA to, has seen the majority of these record companies and used that to their benefit.
2: I was trying to find a letter as, as you were in the, doing the show where um, – and Rodney, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a letter floating around that this, this letter actually was kind of released, and it shouldn't have been is what they said about the where well, this genre of music started to happen where there was this private meeting amongst the big boys, I guess, in the music industry who had what, you're, what you said tonight, who had this in, in plan. Like they, this was the plan to uh, manipulate the mind in order to get control of it. In that sense, but I could not find the letter. So, and I'll try to find it. If I do, I'll post it out um, on the event page. Okay. So, I know we have. Um, I mean, I cannot interject. I just, um, I pity what our young people are going through. But if, but after hearing tonight's show, and we think about. What a 10-year-old, what an 11-year-old, even 8, 9, 10, um, the things that they will say, the things that they will do, um, their response to even grown people today, there seems to be a a sense of disconnect uh, that we didn't have as young people, especially as it relates to adults, um, to respect, um, and there is a difference in, in what children listen to on their way to school uh, opposed to, you know, based on the ethnicity, ethnicity of it. Mm-hmm. So, exactly.
1: like, I, like I said, the the confusion has come in because, like you've stated in previous shows, we we have this desire for relativity. We have this desire to to conglomerate and group with individuals that you know look like us or you know are like us or whatever. All those different circumstances that make us want to huddle together. The the problem with this is. Everything that they are presenting is fake. Everything that they are actually giving to fill that void is pre programmed and planned to create destruction. So every bit of relativity that you feel in these individuals oh, you know, he's a black man and doing well. Ice Cube is not your friend. I don't care how much he makes you laugh in the Friday movies. That ain't your friend, he's a liar. He's an opposed he's a individual that they, that they have pretty much incorporated into their plan and their structure and is distributing garbage for you to be a part of this structure. And he's, he's rewarded handsomely for it.
3: Mm-hmm. It's a
1: reason they've killed off a lot of these folks. These people have been in these weird, strange killings and, you know, cases and all that other kind of stuff. When they start to, to you're a little bit too far outside the realm of doing what they want them to do, they start to get a voice and gain power and influence beyond what they can control them. Then it doesn't work for them. It doesn't work for the system. They gotta go. Hmm.
3: Right? You, you know uh, what
4: I was. <laughs> uh, what I was, Something I was gonna say earlier uh, came 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 back to mind. Um, as, as Tammy you started talking and, and Tori you, you, you jumped back in. The the transition that that, that came to mind early, and I don't know the exact dates and times and, and how it all correlates, but when I was growing up there was one special ed classroom in the whole school and you know, maybe the 5, 10, 15 kids, depending on whether or not it was elementary, middle, or high school, uh, there was, like, one class, and, like, there were very few special ed kids. Again, it was only a classroom full. Um, and they all took, you know, the little short yellow bus, and, you know, that that was the way that it was. I'm not saying that there were not... More special ed people at the time, but what I am saying is it it was it was different than what I see now um as a teacher and now, as a teacher, I see so many kids identified special ed I see so many kids either taking medication or it's being uh encouraged that they do the now if it, it, it earlier uh for those of you who tuned in who tuned in later to the show earlier uh we were t- uh Tori, and I think you were mentioning you know it, uh, uh not only the the music but now you got to think about the devices and so when I was growing up as a kid in the the 80s and the 90s the way people listened to music was through walkmans and then there were uh uh, CD players and everybody had. May, you may have had a boom box Or something like that But now those devices Have changed over time And you know it became the MP3 players it, it, It's you know the, the iPods and you know Everything is downloaded now And, and like the, the way People listen has has completely Changed and so For me I was wondering You know is there is there research out there or, or, or Tori, have you found anything that shows that the cool reason why there are so many? Like is there is there a relationship there?
1: There is. Um, you're you're hitting the nail on the head and like I said, um, the change in frequencies uh, creates the the necessity for us to constantly seek stimulus. Okay? And that hyper brain functioning is what is going into being called ADHD. It has no real governance because it, it wasn't achieved um, naturally. When you achieve higher brain function naturally through different forms of meditation and things like that, you have the capacity to keep up with it. But when it's basically artificially implanted on you with, you know, the devices and things that raise your, your overall uh, resonance frequency, it's unnatural. So your brain starts to, to go off on different tangents and things like that because it, it simply cannot keep up with what it's doing. It has no managing, no management there as a counterbalance. Remember, any anything in either direction—remember, positive and negative—needs to have balance. So, too much of one direction um, leads to um, problems. <laughs> So if an individual is mature and, like I said, achieve the the higher uh, brain functioning resonance through proper means of meditation and studies and things like that versus just being bartered with it, then that's a big difference in how that individual is going to receive and take the information and deal with it and how it's going to affect their body and health. The uh, as far as the the media like the analog and digital and all that kind of stuff, everything that that comes through uh, wireless helps to basically add to the the resonance frequency. If it's wired in, like if you got uh, a an analog headset plugged into your iPhone, that's one thing. If you got a Bluetooth device wrapped around your head, that's another. Hmm. Those things function on the invisible wave spectrum above microwave so you're basically microwaving your head
2: so because they've actually i don't know if you've heard people they said people have gotten are getting cancer from the use of cell phones. that's where all
1: the cancer is that's why cancer is so epidemic and cancer really is the ability of the cells not to receive their programming properly because cells receive and distribute microwave information back and forth to one another they, they, they are uh, highly sensitive to electricity and magnetism. Sales hmm. information also comes from the soul. Um, when you look at skin graphing, the reason that they have to take skin off your butt and put it on your forehead or however they you know do it in different circumstances, they cannot fully manage cell information. They cannot fully program a cell because the information that a cell receives is from a source outside of normal science. They can't quite understand it, so they have to just take cell tissue from one part of your body and put it on another. It's tied into a network that is your overall being and intelligence that is unique to you and not anybody else, which can be translated as your soul.
2: Hmm. Well, well, Rodney um, once again, more than I anticipated
4: anybody Jamie, any this is, this has been a really this has been a really uh, uh informing show, and i think I think torian um, has gone out of his way to find a um just just a great deal of of, of information.
1: Well, so thank you for that again. Uh, and I, I swear it gets deeper. I mean, we've been about this for a long time because the, the brainwashing and uh, compliance persuasion and all of that stuff goes into marketing as well. And when you really start to even learn that, you start to see even more how significant this whole thing is, this whole uh, system of industry is tied directly to the marketing.
2: The colors and the shapes. The
1: colors, the, 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 the thing that, that goes to influence you by watching these music videos and what they're talking about in the subconscious and, you know, the strangeness of these videos and how that relates directly to things that you may have experienced in the past. Um, and it's actually been carried throughout your DNA, and they're trying to wake that up. And all kind of the crazy things out there that the more you research, the more you understand. But it's, mm. go, it's happening, and we need to be made aware of it in order to defend ourselves.
2: Mm. I think you needs mm. to go on TED Talk. TED Talk? TED Talk. We need to put him on TED Talk. <laughs> I,
4: I don't know if you want to go through that application process, it's, it's pretty intense, man. <laughs> I
1: bet. I think I'm a little bit too lost for them, anyway. So I'll, I'll be all right. <laughs> I'll take, it,
4: takes, it, takes, it takes about an hour to apply, and then you gotta wait about two or three years before you even hear back from them. <laughs>
2: right. But well, I don't know. I think the people that they already have are on a different mindset, for the most part, mm-hmm. and, and maybe because not everybody's gonna always get everything. Um, but I think they will get what what things they do need to get. Mm-hmm. So. I'm a fan of that show, so I don't have any any questions that I even know I I, I need to ask. Cause there's so much to take in. It's oh, of those shows I
1: did want I did want to say this. We still got a few listeners out there. I did want to say this too. Um, another uh, guise that they like to hide behind and deception is when they when they talk about basically like freedom of speech and freedom of expression. I did touch on this when they talk about how hip hop is. Uh, Basically, the, the derived out of the people in the neighborhood wanting to speak out about the inequalities that's, that's happening to them and all of that. But again, like I said, that that is a guise for them to hide behind when they say, you know, uh, you know, we should be free to express ourselves and this and the other. They're they're really throwing off the responsibility uh, in recognizing that they are the cause for a lot of the social ills that they talk about. They are directly perpetuating those social ills and bringing them upon newer and newer generations of people to be impoverished, to be uh, to, to waste their money on material things and not live a lifestyle that's more suited to helping them really improve, to helping the parents actually become better parents and things like that. So again, there's a lot of deception out there. I don't think that just because somebody looks like you That they have your best interest in mind Because they don't Go Tony
2: once again man, thank you It's been a very enlightening show
1: Thank you for having me once again Thank you all the listeners I was very appreciative to get some callers this time And then you know from all the way in California And whatnot It just again it goes to show you how far something can go Just imagine I'm here Talking to a few people And these people get on the radio and talk to millions of people Yeah so just imagine that.
2: Yeah, and the effect that that it has. Mm-hmm. And I just want to challenge parents, uncles, aunts, sisters. Monitor what your children are listening to, and, and what you are listening to as well. Um, I, again, I know I have I have just changed a lot of things in my life, and and see progress. You know, not where I. I'd be, I think, at this time, but I am certainly making progress with my my mindset, the way of thinking. Um, I think the best thing to do is just question everything that you think you know, and get off of Facebook a little bit. Do some research, do some reading. Step out of your box. Go to a a jazz festival, or you know, to see an orchestra play something. Just change. Even at night, put on a different type of music and see what it does or if it does anything to you. So I just challenge you to just challenge yourself, I guess, and not get caught up in routine and what you see and what you've been taught that that is right and right for you and don't fall into this, I mean, this race thing where, like you said, I, I like how you ended it or bring it to an end just because this, you're black and doesn't mean you have to listen to a radio station that is predominantly a black radio station, right. you know. Oh. again
1: this, this is getting out of group thing don't don't fall for you know that that's part of the mind control don't fall for the the self betrayal and the the guilt and all of these kinds of things to 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 try to fit into a group because you've been categorized as such start getting out of and destroying these labels of category and that will free your mind that much more mhm- mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
4: All right, Rodney, over to you. <laughs> uh, Torian, uh, at some point, I, I, I'm gonna get, uh, I'm gonna engage you in a conversation about gospel music uh, and, and what is mm-hmm. going on in the church. But I do realize that we are past the time now, so uh, <laughs> either on another show or uh, maybe maybe on the phone oh, or no, something, I'll have to.
1: Uh, I would that be a private and personal
3: conversation. <laughs> saying, a, man, I understand, man. I would I would not I would not me. want
4: brick thrown at me either, man, with Christian life in place. I yeah. understand.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I was talking about Beyonce and now you, you have to start back on the church and the gospel music? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm
3: gonna
4: I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and end the show so I So I can go back and watch all these speeches from the uh, Republican National Convention because I I really want to hear uh, some of the things that these people had to say. But nevertheless, uh, um, I know that I have um, enjoyed the the information given, uh, and I also know that I have to go back and and listen to uh, the first show and, and, and even the past two shows that I've even been on because it's... Uh, a lot of information, a lot to take in at one time, but definitely, uh, uh, can be helpful if we, we choose to, um, apply it in, in, in that way. So, uh, Torian, uh, thank you so much for being on with us. Um, I'm sure this is not the last time that we will hear from you, uh, but we do appreciate you being on with us and, uh. Uh, to everyone who uh, stayed on with us uh, past the hour, I know it's uh, uh, after eleven o'clock here on the East Coast. We're not as fortunate with the sun and the moon as the people in, in Central America and, uh, and and on the West Coast. But uh, but for those of you who hung in there with us, we do appreciate it, and uh, we hope that you have a blessed week. We will see you next week, same time, same station.
0: been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come, oh yes it will. Y'all must
7: Sometimes it feels like, like everything is passing me by. Every now and then it feels like my ship has gone and sailed away. But I, I gotta be strong. Won't be too long. Now the tide is coming in. I see the waves flowing out there on the ocean. I know my ship is coming in. Just past the horizon and right where the sun is out there on the ocean. I know my ship is coming in. So don't.
3: The ship has finally come.